You guys, if you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, you need to. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcast, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome to Mimesis, a podcast about all the twisted ways that art and life imitate each other. I'm Stacey Rourke. I'm Sandra Sheriff Zachary. And I'm Janelle Rhiannon. Janelle is our special guest today. She has a very fun um, topic for us, but I'm going to give her a minute to introduce herself. Tell us a little bit about herself because she's a dear friend of mine and she's freaking amazing. So ah. Janelle, tell everyone why they need to love you as much as I do. Oh, you're so sweet, Stacey. So sweet. Um, I am the author of a series called the Homeric Chronicles, and it is a Trojan War era retelling. So it covers about 30 years prior to the Trojan War and the time period after the war. So uh, I have three books so far. The fourth one is the one I'm working on. I'm going to go all the way through the Odyssey, basically. And I, I also have, yeah, I have a, a Greek mythology podcast called Greek Mythology Retold. And I put a lot of my research on there. That's where I started. So got those two things. Um, I'm Greek mythology on the brain, I guess. And I have to recommend her books. I cannot recommend them highly enough. She is such an eloquent writer and just her, her words are so poetic and beautiful that absolutely check her out. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Hi, all of us. Oh, stop. Stop. I keep going. <laughs> it's, it's, that's a, that's a hard thing, right? Like, you know, somebody likes your work. You're like, oh, great. Oh, no. It's, it's kind of embarrassing. <laughs> it is. It's hard but taking compliments. So yes, <laughs> I've I've done interviews where people like want me to talk about my, my work, and I can talk about my work. But then they ask me one question about myself, <laughs> and it's just like the the wheels mm -hmm. in my brain just grind to a stop, and I'm like, whoa, what? <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> well, I yeah, I appreciate that. I um, it's been been a long time working on this series and uh so all good things all good oh, things yeah. okay so we're it. gonna what was that i said you're doing it yeah you're doing the damn thing uh-huh <laughs> doing a damn thing or doing a oh. damn thing all right we will get into her topic in just a minute but before we do i told you guys i had to do this i have to fix a little flub up that I made during our Stranger Things episode. And I'm yes. kicking myself as a fan of the show. I can't believe I did this. I called the jerk um, jock. I called him Will. And we know that's not Will. Yeah. Will is the sweet, the main character that, you know, has been to the upside down. He's been to hell and back. And he's just a sweet, tender heart character that Louie loves so much. Will is not the jock. His name is Jason. Jason is the jerk. And I <laughs> should know that because... Name. It's my husband's name. I should know that. But so anyways, to all of our Stranger Things fans, I'm very sorry I messed that up. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but am... have you watched the last two episodes of season four? I haven't I... even watched season four. I, me either. I, I'm on. I'm on. I just started season two. Oh I gosh, literally binged the first uh, season because I I heard it. Did I hear? Maybe I heard it from your podcast or Possibly, something because and, it's so good. And I so I was like, okay, I gotta just try this because I hate scary things. Yes, yeah. scaredy oh, cat. Season three, I had and to stop the first, because it scared me. Mm-hmm. I when the I had I was on the couch with my dogs, and uh, I had the blanket over my head and that thing started coming out of the wall and i was like ah my dog's like oh my god and i was like ah! okay so i will say for the first three seasons of stranger things that i liked it but stranger stranger things season four made me a mega fan it's just otherworldly amazing so wow highly recommend that you stick it out for a i will months. i will i didn't i didn't like season one like I liked it, but I didn't really get into it. And then season two happened. I was like, yes. Then season three, and I got too scared. And I had to like <laughs> shelter for a minute. Four <laughs> is half kiss perfection. And the character oh. of Eddie, you're gonna fall in love with them. Um, because we talked about Sandy. He's made he's um based on Damien Eccles of the West Memphis three. And they made him just such an amazing character. And that's just we did so much research on the West Memphis three that it just makes me love that character even more. So. Mm-hmm. That's cool. I'm looking forward to finishing this series. You absolutely yeah. need to. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now down to business. Miss Janelle, what do you oh. have in store for us today? Well, we were uh, looking at uh, talking about the movie Troy because it's the <sighs> movie that I love to hate. I love awesome. to love it, and then I love to hate it because there's there are things I have that never seen this movie. You've never seen Troy? Oh, oh Brad Pitt no. is gosh, that that is really it's a good one, and I think that for people who haven't read the Iliad, uh, it fulfills everything that they want. For those of us who have. It fulfilled some stuff, and it left a lot of things wanting, and that's why I love this. Awesome hate it awesome oh i am excited to dig in and learn all the dirt about this let's do it okay all right so you haven't watched it but stacy have you seen it i have you, multiple you times love, yes multiple, multiple <laughs> times uh probably one of the funniest stills that i ever saw of that was brad pitt talking on his cell phone out have on you beach. seen the one where there's a plane flying behind him because no. <laughs> i didn't see that one <laughs> messed up yeah yeah I they think it's a scene from the movie that they didn't cut it out, and there's a plane that flies over. Oh my god! Now I'm ha- I, I was just rewatching it, so I have to do it again. Watch Look for that. an airplane. Watch for That's that. Funny. Sort of like the Game of Thrones thing when they left the Starbucks cup on the table. Yes. <laughs> and some people when you want it, the Iron like- Throne, but you have to stop for a coffee first, right? Exactly. <laughs> on your dragon, a drive-through, a uh, drive-through for dragons only. Right, <laughs> clearance five hundred feet. Okay, yeah. <laughs> right. that's a really tall building. <laughs> Wingspan one thousand feet. Okay, I got you. <laughs> that would be amazing, right? But uh, so it is. It's such a good movie for the setting. Let's talk about all the things that we love about this movie. You said Brad Pitt. I loved Brad Pitt as Achilles. 
Yes. I really did. Um, I thought he was well cast for especially what people expect Achilles to look like. I I think that Achilles would have been bigger. That's the only thing. Yeah, I could see that. He bulked up for the role, but Brad Pitt by nature is is a rather skinny dude. Yeah. Right. I remember that. There's a lot a lot of controversy about that. So we can start with I loved Brad Pitt. And then when when you read the Iliad, there's a scene in the Iliad, and this is why I think Brad uh, Brad Pitt. This is why I think Achilles was a bigger guy. So in the movie, you see him uh, talking to a character called Ajax, and so there's two Ajaxes. There's Ajax, yes. the older and the younger, the greater and the lesser, and the older Ajax is Ajax of Telamon, and he was a really big guy. He was huge, and the only and when Achilles lost his armor we can get into that later but he, he was lamenting the fact that he didn't have his armor anymore and that the only person's armor who he could fit in would be Ajax but Ajax was out on the field fighting so he wasn't able to even borrow some armor so that tells okay. me that if Ajax is so huge that Achilles would also have to be as big that as Ajax, guy. if yeah. that's the only guy's armor that he could borrow. So are we if, thinking Ajax is like the size of like the mountain from I was gonna uh, say the mountain. Game of Thrones? <laughs> not, I don't think that big. Like the okay. the not that that character that they had. That I think that is the guy that plays the mountain that does Boagnius. Oh, really? Because he's okay. huge. Did you remember that one? Yeah. The king of my, of the, the king of Thessaly is like Boagnius, and then. <laughs> And then Agamemnon's like, Achilles! And then Achilles doesn't show up because he's in the tent with those two ladies <laughs> doing the thing. That's exactly how they sounded. That was such a good impression. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, but uh, I, I think that Ajax would have been, now your average Greek at that time would have been about, they, they wouldn't have been over 5'7". So most of the men really? would have been, mm -hmm, they would have been That's about... Right. And so we're talking about like the Bronze Age. We're talking like, you know, 3,500 years ago. So they were about like maybe 5'5", five, 5'6", five, 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 If you were 5'10", you would have been huge. Like that would have been tall. Um, oh. But they, it had to do with fitting into the rowing, fitting into to be a rower and stuff. So they, they weren't I'd really right big in at five, five. giant <laughs> men. So about like 5'7"-ish. Um, I would so have like thought, my husband's height. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So I didn't know how tall he was, but yeah, five, yeah. Seven. Sandy's husband would be a freak among <laughs> among men in that time at six four. Yeah, so six well, he's four, pushing I think six five, five now. Oh, is he wearing big <laughs> shoes? <laughs> no, he's going to the chiropractor. So. Oh my gosh, I was just gonna say that. I gained <laughs> yeah. a whole I gained a whole half inch when I went to the chiropractor. Yeah, he did. You really? Like a full I seriously inch. did. I did because yeah. you don't realize that your spine gets that your spine gets compressed. It gets compressed as you yeah. age. Yes, and so I had gone to another doctor and they measured me and they're like, "Oh, you're four ten and a half." And I was like, "What? Are you sure?" <laughs> and they're like, "Yeah." And they did it. And then I and I had to go to another doctor for something else. And then the same thing, like four ten and a half. I was like, "What? I gained. I grew. <laughs> I grew. Oh my god." That's funny. Yeah, Sandy, she's even shorter than me. <laughs> I am. I know. We were two little peanuts. We were. And then, we're, and then like, yeah, peanut, peanut one, peanut two. 
It was all good. <laughs> it was all good. But I, I, so go back to, um, to be like six foot two or three would have been really huge. That would have been yeah, a really okay. big guy at that time. So I'm thinking that Ajax and um, Achilles are probably like that, like that six, six two, three, six four, right in there. Not giants, okay. but just tall. Where they would they would have stood a head and they would have stood a head and shoulders above all the average guys, right? Okay, so that makes sense. That would right, and so that's why I think Achilles would have been bigger than Brad Pitt. Who would you cast yeah. in that role if you could cast anybody? Mm. If I could cast anybody, uh, it would have to be a. I would cast a really big guy um you know who looks like achilles to me is i think it's brock o'hearn o'hurley o'hearn he's not really known i've seen him on instagram i want to say on, brock. I'm gonna google him <laughs> yeah brock o'hearn how about that because whoever this guy is yes <laughs> oh okay <laughs> american actor model fitness trainer and producer you've seen him sandy he's done yeah he's done tiktoks that we have shared yeah you've okay seen him. yep so yep. he's he's got the big he's got the mass of hair and then he's like six seven i think so wow. i feel like yeah he's I enormous think he's, i know he's i think i would cast um i would i would put him as achilles i don't know if he's an actor really but i would do that he has a twin brother he has a twin brother. Yeah. Oh, I did not know that. <laughs> There's two. Yeah, his name is Draco Hearn. Is he cute oh. too? Are we um, editing that part out? <laughs> no, it's fine. It's fine. We we can leave that in. Uh, probably. I was gonna. I was gonna say that my granddaughter's ballet instructor, uh, Fabrice Calmels, is six foot seven, and he's the tallest ballet dancer in the world. And really, yeah. He and uh, yeah, and he is. He's when you're in his presence, when you're a peanut like me, it almost feels like he's double like your size. It's like, dang, <laughs> tall. So that's what I think of that people. So it's not like a giant, but you're tall, and that there's yeah. a presence that comes with that. So if you're in that middle six foot range and you're just walking up on somebody full plated of on with your don't think medieval plating but they have more like leather and bronze uh like i don't want you they're not beads like bronze rings or bronze like rectangles that would be sewn all over their the leather as protection okay so but if you're fully yeah. in your your garb your armor your um shield and and you're that tall that would be scary plus they have be helmet. so intimidating They've got yeah. that big helmet with the with the crest on it, so they would look even taller. Well, so it looks like you the, have a push broom on your head. Yeah, yeah that, exactly. Yeah. I have one over by my fireplace. <laughs> so if you were to if you were to put on a, a helmet with a crest and the um, and be in the six foot range, you could easily look like you're seven foot tall. Yeah, that's and intimidating. Would be, that would be very intimidating and very scary if you're the five foot seven dude. You'd be like, oh my God. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. And then on top of that, Achilles was swift and stronger than everybody else. Right. So yeah, that's now, what I would 
the the lore in Troy versus your books, um, Achilles uh, genealogy. How how close are those two in your books and in Troy? Um, I have in uh, how close are which two? Uh, Achilles genealogy is like his. Oh. His Achilles is they did a uh, they did a decent job. He says at one point that he's the son of Peleus, which he is, who was a king of Phthia. And then his mom is Thetis, the sea nymph. And so they have that scene where he goes down to in the movie where he goes down to the water and his mom is there. saying, I'm going to make a, a shell necklace for you like I did when you were little. And. Um, so that that's about all we get of his parentage. And okay. that's I have that's one of the things that I was a little bit um, bummed about. Not that the actress that plays her is uh, plays his mother is really she's a beautiful woman. I just imagine in my mind a sea nymph because she's one of 50 Nereids. So there's 50 of them. She has all yeah. her. She's one of her fifty sisters, right? Yeah. Um, but she, I, I don't imagine that they would get age. I imagine that yeah. his mom would be a perpetually youthful, like she'd be young, perpetually. Yeah. I don't know, like young and beautiful. Twenty like or thirty stopped aging, right? Yeah. And, and yeah. I and I the only thing the only and the only reason I can think that they did that is that one of my beefs with the whole movie is that they really removed any input that the gods may have had any input that influences from any of the gods i did notice that right so there was nothing they talked about the gods they mentioned poseidon they mentioned apollo there's the desecration of apollo's temple in that opening scene when they land on the beach of troy but there's there's really no you don't see any of that and in the Iliad, okay. the gods are definitely coming down. They're walking among the men during the during fighting. They're warring with each other and backstabbing each other uh, behind yeah. the scenes. But the Iliad, through Homer, we get all of that. And the movie just completely wiped all that off. And yeah, so I it just think stayed that, the works of man, mostly. Yeah. Right. And so it would not have made any sense, since they weren't going that direction, to choose a woman who looked younger than Achilles would have been, right? Yeah. So, right. like, well, how could that be his mom? Like, that's weird, right? Right. And But it would have made sense. In it would have made sense. The... Yeah, if you knew that that was a goddess, right, a sea nymph, that she, would, she wouldn't age because she was immortal, yeah. you know? And... Any time we see a goddess represented, like there's that old movie with Armand Asante as Odysseus. Have you guys seen that one? I'm sure I have. Is that the one that they played in like high schools everywhere for the longest right. time? For the longest. Because yes. it's the only, yeah. it's, it's really the only movie that has ever been made of the Odyssey. Really? They, yeah. I've not seen one. There's, they did because um, they. You know what happens is they mess it up. In my opinion, they mess up the Iliad. They don't get the story right for whatever reason. Well, for a lot of reasons, and then um, nobody. They don't pick it up. So, did you guys ever? Did you see? Are you aware of the Netflix series at Troy Fall of a City? No, no. Okay, I didn't see that one. All right, so that was actually. Um, 
a better take, I think, on the Iliad. They started out pre-Iliad, um, and they start off with a lot of Paris. And okay. Uh, but again, what happened with that one was that the BB there was a lot of um, oh gosh, within the people who love Greek mythology, like that's their passion. Like they're they love it. They have their ideas about how the characters are and what they look like. So when you oh, okay. start to yeah. change that and then they they cast um, – there was – people had I, – I think it was straight up racist. But they – people didn't like that they cast Achilles and Patrocles and Zeus as uh, black men. They didn't like that. And so there was a lot of in the community, a lot of hate, right? Yeah. But this goes to something that we talked, uh, that I mentioned to you guys earlier before we were recording about how myths are malleable. So, mm-hmm. um, I they tried they tried something with that series, and I thought that the acting was great, the story was great, and um, I think that opinion of some people kind of put a damper on that show which yeah. was really good and um they uh do you know what that makes me think of is hmm. a meme i saw somewhere that said nobody hates star wars more than star wars fans yes. because every single time anything new comes out these people that call themselves star wars fans just rip it to shreds um mm-hmm. in the obi-wan series that came out there's an and i cannot remain remember the name of the actress she's a black actress she plays um uh one of the inquisitors in the series and awesome. I, I she was amazing right. she was yeah. so talented but right. um there was just horribly racist comments that were made about her um i i need to google her name because she was so good and i feel bad not knowing that was- her name right off the yeah. yeah, and she when did. she's when I yeah that was I don't want to give a spoiler for the Kenobi show, right but <laughs> when but when uh, when she when it was revealed like who she was I was like oh my yes gosh. oh my it's gosh. heartbreaking and she did oh, such a good job but there I was know. she did um, uh, Moses Ingram that's her name she oh, played Reva she was awesome Sav- Savet yes Reva um, mm-hmm. even uh, Ewan McGregor had to make a comment. He had to go public yeah. and say that the comments being made about her were disgusting, that it was just just gross, racist crap. And it's, you know, it's the same thing where maybe you have preconceived notions of characters, but please open your mind just to crack. I mean, right. Because we're getting the story. And I think yes. that, that we're getting the story. And, and so an I'm a, I'm a, the- I love Star Wars. I yeah. I didn't understand the whole that whole when she survived the lightsaber thing. That was the only thing I questioned. Like, how'd she do that? <laughs> yeah. Well, how how that happened? That was my question. How you do that? How do you do that? <laughs> and so I wasn't sure. I I don't know what I missed in the lore or whatever. But I was like, why Gon Jin didn't survive that? <laughs> like, <laughs> what magical things? So, but yeah. But yeah, like yeah, and I, you're taking away from the director who picked mm-hmm. the actor for a reason. They're strong. Yeah. They're going to make this come to life in the way that they see fit. And mm-hmm. most of the time they're freaking right. Yeah. Yeah. And the she was only such time a good that character. I have a problem so with good. 
people like taking books to movies is when they don't take the facts that you actually need. Not the person, right. the facts. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. And it was so well cast. That little girl yeah. as Leia. Oh my God. So, she was yes. so she cute. Was so spunky. <laughs> she was funky, she was so funky. sassy and so yes. smart. And I just, yes. love it. you know what I kept thinking yeah. is Billy Lords watching that, knowing uh -huh. that that little girl was a tribute to her mom. Like mm -hmm. how could she not watch that and just, just fall in love with that little girl? Cause she was mm -hmm. so Leia. It was so cute. Yeah. Right. She was so, and then when and she finally got her little hair up and her little bun thing oh, at I the know. end, I, I was like, oh, there she is. Little baby <laughs> Leia. Uh, little baby Leia. I know. And I know we're going on a tangent and we need to get That's back to this, but I okay. have to say this, the fact that Hayden is finally getting the love as Vader right. that he has deserved for yes. years. Yes. I was, that, that was, that was all when they did the duel. Oh and then when they, I was just like, oh, wow, that was, that was everything. Was so good. It was yeah. so good. Every right? bit of it was so good. And you know what? Right. He was given clunky dialogue. Him and Natalie Portman both were given clunky dialogue. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it didn't flow. But now in this series, we got to see him embrace being Vader. And it was yes. just amazing. Was amazing. I'm I so glad he's watching him in Ahsoka. I know. I did you oh. see that? I saw that that he's going to yeah. be in it. So I was like, "Oh yes. goodness, I'm ready." <laughs> it's going to be I, so good. They're doing so many things, and so what? And so I'll bring this back to. Oh yes, we love a good segue, around, huh? <laughs> right? So everything that they're doing with the Star Wars universe, love it or hate it, the the Iliad and the Odyssey. The stories in there are so rich. Has those stories have if somebody would have taken them on with that level of let's tell all of the story let's not leave it out it's it's way more than a three-hour movie it's more okay. than eight shows that are an hour long so they what a lot of people you can make a whole universe of shows and movies all of it and one of the things yeah. that i when i started writing this series um, I, it took me about a year to work out a timeline because all of okay. the little pieces, the major, everybody is pretty familiar with the Iliad and the Odyssey, right? With, by Homer, mm -hmm. what they're not familiar with are all of the other writings that we have that were contemporary of Homer. We have fragments, we have, um, there's all kinds of things and then we have like i say things then we have plays <laughs> that come in more classical greek time and we yeah. so we, there's a lot of things to draw on a lot of places and sources that we draw on and um you could you could have 10 seasons easy of the iliad you like could have like shows. a marvel universe yep. of greek and, lore right you can you can and i don't know why they haven't done it so we should um, do it right should they should <laughs> they should do it and 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 the troy fall of a city started to try to do that but then they they stopped it they changed they and then they changed too many things and it just it went nowhere they what they what they did was they tried to do the Iliad in one season. Uh, and again, you yeah. left out enough stuff 
and people, it was a little confusing. And, um, then they they were supposed to do like the Odyssey, but again, it's, it's too big of a story to just yeah. do it in that period of time. Parts. Yeah. yeah. And then you cut out stuff and then it doesn't make sense or people who really know the story or they're like, well, you missed that. And I'll give yeah, you an yeah. example. And then they're not going to watch it because they're missing. Yes. Stuff. And I think it yeah. turns off, it turned off a lot of people. And so they didn't get the support they wanted for like, uh, Troy fall of a city. And I think the same thing happened with the movie Troy, which it was beautifully cast. I thought the setting and costumes were just absolutely amazing. Um, and it just, that's it. Like we never, we never get to the Odyssey. That's my point. We just, we never get there. Okay. Yeah. And I think it's because people that would support it and clamor for it. We want the next part that it just goes away because people get like, Ugh. you know, they're not doing it. it right. So never, they're mind. not doing it right. And so they don't, yeah, they don't, they don't want to do it. They don't want to see any more of that. And it's the they same. They want to see everything know, spelled out. Right. So I'll, I'll give you an example of something that they cut out in the movie Troy that I find okay. uh, troubling because it's a big character. They cut out completely from the movie the character of Hecuba. That's uh, Hector's mother. She and Priam are the king and queen of Troy. And they completely cut her out as a character. She's not there. Really? Yep. She's not there. And she has a she plays a, a very important role in Hector's life. She, there's a very powerful scene where before Hector goes down to fight with Achilles, she literally pulls her breast out and says like, like, look at this, you know, I nursed you. I'm your mother. Like honor this, honor who I am in your life and don't go out there. Don't go down and fight Achilles because you're not going to come back. And even, yeah. and his dad is, like, don't, don't do it. And, and, um, and he feels like at this point, Hector feels like I have to do it. So by Hector was her... the one played by Orlando Bloom, right? No, that's Paris. So Hector okay. was the one Hector is played by uh, Eric Bana. That's oh right. my gosh. Yes. I love him. Yes. <laughs> so he's right. So he's, he's great. He, it's, it's great cast, but they, by missing that, that mother figure, you miss a lot of powerful scenes that let you know who Hector is and what and the, the connection he has to people. Right. Yeah. And the social structure that, that is existing in Troy. So we don't, that's missing. So I, I find that's a bummer. Okay. Now Hector was going down in defense of Paris somehow, somehow wasn't he okay, in the movie? In the movie, he was. The movie, he was. So there were, so going back to one of the things I love to hate about the movie is that the movie makes it look like they land on the beach of Troy, which I love the landing of the ships because the the prow of the boats, literally you would, you would row them and beach them up on the ship. So that yeah. visually, that was all working for me. That was amazing. Okay. I see like that initial battle on the beach and then, you know, like a few days later, they're at the walls of Troy, but the 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 Greeks land there. Uh, um, uh, it's like nine years. They've been fighting for almost ten years. 
by the time they get to any final battles. By the time we get to the battles oh that are in Iliad. So there's wow. ten year, almost a 10-year period of time where the Greeks are going around and they're conquering, raping, and pillaging all the surrounding uh, allies of Troy, the islands, everything. They're, and there's stories in my books. I write about a specific place, Methemna, which Achilles conquered and did some nasty things there. And uh, Achilles is a, he's a, he's really a bad guy. Really? His character, he's really, he's an anti-hero. He's a tragic hero. I don't even know if he's a hero. He's a lesson in what not to do. Okay. Because <laughs> he does, I mean, he he's like, he does. He's a hard this, guy to root for. He's a, when, and you feel sorry for him. Like, you know, you do feel sorry for him, but he's really, he's really not a really, a nice person okay. and war by the time we get to the war time and he does a lot of heinous things like the princess in Methemna he stones her to death he uses her he gets her he sees her when they're fighting he sees this woman up on the ramparts of the of Methemna and he's like okay I'm gonna I'll figure out a way to get into the city and he sends a messenger somehow gets her um, attention. She meets him secretly. He has sex with her and promises that he'll marry her if she'll open the gate from the inside. And that's, oh. the, that's the fragment that we have of that story. And I want to say I read that from Mar Dr. Martine Kuypers. I have a link for it somewhere. But so we have that story. And then when he opens, she does all of that. And then he he stones her to death because he had no intention oh, of doing anything. He, he had no intention. He was just using her. He was using her. So that's that's Achilles. But we don't see those stories. No. Right? He's always made off to be a hero. Right. He's made yeah. out to be Brad Pitt. And yeah. we also we also see Hector as this glory glor, uh, glorified hero. But Hector was just as bloodthirsty. So, like, when you read the Iliad, there's the scene where, because uh, Hector is the one that kills Patrocles, and he has Patrocles bent over his knee in the Iliad with his knife, ready to cut his throat, and he had in his mind was, he was going to drag Patrocles' body around behind his chariot. So he was going to do all the ugly, nasty things to Patrocles uh, that Achilles eventually does to him. Really? Yeah. Oh, Hector is just as... Uh, what stopped Hector from doing it? Um, I want to say it was Athena. One of the gods stepped in. I can't remember. I should know that off the top of my That's head. That's my dog's remember. name. So when you said that, I was like, did she bark? Did she need to go outside? <laughs> so, and, and he was, he was, he was stopped. I want to say a god intervened. And okay. then that they were the Greeks were able to get Patrocles' body because they knew if they didn't bring Patrocles' body back, that uh, Achilles would lose a nut. He would just like lose it, and he and Achilles might not fight for them. Like you, you let Patrocles and Matt, remember Patrocles sneaks off. Doesn't he? Uh, well, he doesn't sneak off. That's the other thing is Achilles actually knows that Patrocles is fighting, and because um, he gives him his armor and stuff. And all the Greeks know that it's Achilles. All the Greeks know that it's Patrocles as well. 
So they make okay. it in the movie seem like nobody yeah. knew. We thought it was you, and but everybody knew because in the Iliad, after Patrocles is all dressed up in Achilles' armor to go fight, uh, Achilles comes and addresses the his men. So they see Achilles. So they know that he's not the one wearing the armor. And there's a that's a big so confusion. it wasn't any kind of deception, not a, not not among themselves, but it was definitely okay. a deception for the Trojans because they wouldn't know, they would know yeah. Achilles by his armor. Well, again, which means that Patrocles has to be a big guy too, if he's wearing yep. Achilles' armor, because you don't want it to look like little brothers wearing big brothers' <laughs> right. clothing. If that's you, not going to give you, you the... if you're if you're six foot three, your clothes are not going to fit on a dude that's five foot seven. No, <laughs> obviously they're going to no. be too big. So, yeah. and, and your armor, even though they have buckles, right, they could strap it on there. It would still be too long, like, cause your torso right. and you can't like cinch it up cause it's hard leather and bronze. Yeah. Right. So Patrick's have to be a big guy too. Yeah. There's just right? these random big dudes, <laughs> mm-hmm. random big dudes. And, and I think that sometimes people forget that the war was lasting 10 years and and i know fans of uh song of achilles that book really makes them out to be teenagers and you sort of keep that young teenage early 20 boyish um energy but they would have been hardened war veterans at this point because right. you're fighting for about 10 years you're conquering raping pillaging camping you've um, seen some shit and you can't come back from it at that point right yeah i mean they have by at the end of 10 years they, they've got they have uh Scars, camp, limbs we missing. would call them camp whores <laughs> yeah right you have they've conquered yeah. women they've taken women as prizes so they've got women they've enslaved having babies i mean they're not stopping say, yeah. babies from happening so they're having ill illegitimate not by their not by their um wives back home in in greece so that that would be like their legitimate wife right so they're just yeah they're uh have have concubines basically and they're raping them uh you know all kinds of not nice things right and so that's all happening in the the greek camp all of that but we don't see any of that like who's mm-hmm. doing all the cooking and cleaning and mending and stuff? Right. That's there's Is, all. Did of they these... have their their female concubines that were having to do this stuff for them? That, that they're I, ca- that... kept against their will, and they're having to do yeah. like the sewing and the cooking. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <sighs> That's horrific, right? Hmm. But we don't see any of that, and no. I do add I do add some of that in my book. You know, when I'm writing, I think you need to because it's real, and don't don't yeah. glamorize what was really no. happening there, right? And Ew. and I do, and I have. A, I think I gave Menelaus a illegitimate child with a woman that whose tent he frequented. So when you're in that, and it, it gets it's kind of dicey because it's you don't want to romanticize it, but I think as a woman in that position, thirty five hundred years ago if there was a warrior who was at least kindish to you mm-hmm. that was a better option to have somebody Just take a favor favor you so that maybe that yeah. kept other men away from you right yeah so you're you're taking the lesser of two evils 
And I think there's you know, a lot of in those that. moments of survival, you got to do what you got to do. And if, right, you know, like you said, we, bonding with this one is what's going to keep you safe. Then, mm-hmm. yeah. and then you you do that. So I, I touch on some of that. I don't really go deep into that, but I, we don't see that at all in the movie Troy. No, we don't no, no. See he any did, of that? Now Achilles has a love story in he Troy. Does. Yeah, he does, and he does in the Iliad too. And that that brings that that brings to uh. So in the movie Troy, they have the character of Briseis, and Briseis, they have her as a priestess of Apollo, and that she's a Trojan, but she's actually not. Uh, okay. Briseis comes from Pedasus, which is south. That area is south of Troy. And she was married to the prince of Lernessus. And Lernessus is a town okay. that Achilles conquered and then took he took her. And that he okay. kidnapped. He, he took her as a prize. And so that's mm. how she comes into being. And he takes her probably a couple years. Of, when I was looking at the timeline of everything. So he has her for a couple of years. Again, the movie Troy, we get like that the whole Trojan War was three weeks long. That's really what it feels like, right? But it was years and years and years up to the final days of the final battles when Troy was able to be conquered by the Greeks. And So um, this woman didn't necessarily fall in love with him, but it was that same kind of thing of... um, A lesser of two evils? Yes. So I, the only way... Achilles calls her in the Iliad he said she's one of the why he's so mad with Agamemnon is that well there's a couple of well I'll go back into the uh, mad with Agamemnon but she um she's been with Achilles for a while now and in my book I was like well how could he, well, I need to back up again he calls her the wife of his heart and okay and he makes a couple of references to her in that capacity. And Patrocles also mentions to her, and this is all in the Iliad, that if Achilles, like, if Achilles won't marry you, that that like I will. Like, I'll make sure, I'll make sure that when we get, get back home to Phythia, that he makes you his proper wife. So okay. he says that in the Iliad. So that's the basis for there being a love story with Briseis and Achilles. And as I mentioned, that myth is malleable. You could take those tidbits that we have and you can build a story in that it, with between yeah, them, yeah. which is what I did. And um, Briseis, I thought the only way that that could work is that he can't rape her. And I didn't want to have, I didn't want to write a story where Achilles, where a woman falls in love with the man who rapes her. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Because I I couldn't write that. No. So I was like the only. So the only and and why would she be different from the other women that he took as war prizes, right? So yeah, it would have to be different because he doesn't rape her for whatever re for some reason he he's just hit his limit in his own mind and his own soul because by the time he's he uh, conquers Lonessus he's already been doing this for years. So mm-hmm. he's starting to the the number of people that he's killed. I mean, it's starting to get to him. I don't. Yes. I think we often and we we don't depict ancient warriors as having any kind of 
PTSD, having any trauma. It's almost like, oh, it's we just sort of gloss over that. But I don't think anybody who has to go through that kind of fighting and survival and trauma, and, and mind you, this is all hand-to-hand combat. Yeah, so definitely would have you're, PTSD. You're, yeah. yeah, you think about like modern day soldiers and we don't, mm-hmm. we don't think twice about if they say they have PTSD. We're like, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Well, this isn't a new development. It's just now that it has a name and we understand yeah. what it is. Right. You yeah. know, back then they were suffering the same thing. There just wasn't a name for it quite yet. Yeah. Like anybody, like even those raped and whatnot, they get PTSD from the yes. trauma. Yes. Right. Yeah. Right. And so th- I just think of the amount of trauma that was going around in the Greek camp and even in Troy Everybody. because <laughs> men are leaving. They're fighting. There's that constant tension of the Greeks aren't going away. They're not going away. And, you know, you're sending out, uh, not search parties, but you're sending out people to like spy on each other and, you know, assess what's happening and the fear that would have surrounded the area of Troy because Troy did have magical walls in the Iliad. Like the, the walls were built by Poseidon and Apollo because they'd been punished by Zeus and so they had to go down and work for King uh, Laomedon, who okay. was King Priam's father. So there's a whole, okay. and the Trojan War that we see in the Troy, that's the second Trojan War. I don't know if you knew that. There's two Trojan no. Wars. Yeah. I didn't. <laughs> the first Trojan War was um, Heracles came and conquered the city and took King Priam's younger sister. I don't know if she was younger. I think she was younger. Yeah, so Heracles uh, takes Hesione and eventually gives her to Telamon, his general. And Telamon, and so she's a Trojan princess that gets taken back to Greece. And she's living with Telamon as his concubine. And Telamon and Hesione have a child named Teucer. And Teucer and Ajax, that really tall guy, they're half yeah. brothers then. So they go to Troy to fight for the Greeks. But and that, that was the first Trojan War. And that's the first Trojan War, which is Hesione, the kidnapped princess. She's the one that's held by the rock. She's held on the rocks, and the monster has to come and eat her. Okay. And then, she, and then her, Heracles saves her and then takes her. So that's okay. So we're talking about now we're now we're de- and that's that's important when you re- for Par- that's important for Paris's story. So we start getting into all the layers of all the stories and why a movie like Troy, you know, when you cut out so much stuff, you have to invent things that sometimes don't make sense or that people and shorten timelines. Don't yeah, yeah. <laughs> we don't we don't like it, right? Yeah. They so, cut the gods completely out of it and all that's completely out of it. You, you, know, you can't really with Greek mythology mm-hmm. because that's no. that's a big part rooted in it is the mm-hmm. gods. Right? The hmm. huge, the, the, the entire story, of the whole war starts because of the gods and visions. When Hecuba was pregnant with Paris, that's when she was, that's when she had the vision that um, her child would basically bring the doom of Troy. So a couple of versions oh. where she is, she gives birth to a burning log. That's one of them. And 
then the it's really? a, that's interpreted that's interpreted as the child that you're going to give birth to has to be killed because he is going to bring about the doom of Troy. That's the prophecy, oh. which is why Paris then King Priam takes. And if you can, this is the other thing that I can't, they cut Hecuba out of the movie, Troy and in Troy fall of the city. They do have her in there, but Hecuba and Priam are all lovey dovey. And I didn't, I, that made zero sense to me as a mom. I was like, if my husband ripped my newborn baby from my breast, I would hate him for the rest of my days. Yeah. Yeah. I would be thinking about ways to kill his dumb ass. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I would, every day. <laughs> I mean, right? Would I just feel like that makes sense. So I feel I think that a relationship between a husband and a wife, even though the husband because the husband had to choose, King Priam chose to be a king over being a husband. Like he made a choice. Yeah. Yeah. So he takes the brand, the newborn baby from his wife gives it to the sheep herder or the bull herder. And uh, then he's tasked with taking the child and exposing it at the foot of Mount Ida and let so it could die. Oh, and then of course he doesn't, he takes Paris and, you know, fosters Paris as his. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then, and that's the big reveal once Paris has grown up. Right. And then, Oh, ta-da, your, your son who you thought was dead has returned. But as a husband and wife, I think that would rip a marriage apart. Yeah. You wouldn't be lovey-dovey. Right. I don't care if Apollo told you to, I hate you now. Yeah. Yeah. You go ahead and have all your fucking concubines. Go ahead. See if I care. <laughs> Enjoy, right? yourself. I, Enjoy yourself. I, I hope it be... burns when you pee. That's <laughs> <laughs> right. I, it falls off. Hope you just break it off inside of one of them. Go ahead. I don't even care. Enjoy no. yourself, and I hope it hurts. Right. So, and yeah. and Hecuba and Priam have like fifty sons. Like, there's fifty children. Not, I don't know if it's fifty sons, oh but like fifty gosh. kids. So, there's a lot of kids that they have. So she's like perpetually pregnant, but some of those kids are also from concubines. Uh, so he has a whole, uh, he has a, he ends up with a slew of women, right? So there's, mm-hmm. there's a lot of half brothers to Hector and Paris. And those are the ones, those are the two primary ones that we know. Um, wow. Right. Now, what did you think of the way that they depicted the whole Helen of Troy aspect of it mm. and oh oh the eyebrows went up you have strong feelings <laughs> I you know that's one of those things that's magical so I'm gonna I'll talk about Helen I'm gonna go back to Paris so okay and then while Paris is while Paris is not uh in the city when he thinks when he doesn't know who he is when he still thinks he's a sheep herder or bull herder right um that's when the three goddesses come to him and they ask, they say, they ask him about, you know, which one of us is the fairest. And he's, you know, he's old enough to be considered a judge of women. So he's not a little boy because they didn't go okay. to a little boy and go, which one of us is the most fairest of, you know, who's the most beautiful, right? Yeah. A little yeah. boy doesn't. So he's a man. He's a man. He's man enough. Right. Yeah. Who's more beautiful? And Aphrodite tricks him with, I promise, you know, you can have the most beautiful woman in the in the world for your wife. 
Now, mind you, Paris is already married to Anoni, who is a wood nymph. And okay, he, he they has left a that out of the movie. Absolutely, they left that out, and they kind of and they left it out of the uh, Troy Fall of a City too. And he has a child with her, Corinthus. No. I know he has a child with her. And so, the, see all these little tidbits like this could just be a total yeah. Netflix series. You just just go off a of Homer, just go off of the books. And yeah, then all the little like all the it's this drama. It's complete tragedy and drama, and and love you till I hate you, and then I wish you were dead. <laughs> romance, love to hate you the whole love thing. Love to hate you the whole thing. So and and that's important because when he goes back to Troy, he leaves his wife behind and his son that he had with her. And he goes back to Troy as a grown ass man. So he's not the young, skinny Orlando Bloom either. He's an, yeah. like, by the time the Trojan War starts, Hector's like 40. He's the same oh. age as Agamemnon. Okay. And Paris is the second son. So he's a few years younger than Hector. He's not, there's not a bunch of kids in between. Hector and Paris and and Paris. So, so he's men. like late thirties at that point. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So they're men, men. Yeah. And he goes, and this is why it's important to know the first Trojan War. And like, here's a here's a, and I'm gonna wrap it all up for you. And this is why I love to hate the movie Troy. So in this the movie Troy, they have a feast where Paris and Hector are go to. Uh, they're visiting Menelaus in Sparta and they're talking okay. economics and blah, blah, blah. Right. And then that's where he meets Helen. But Paris is actually sent by his father to go check on, visit, see if he, if Paris can get his aunt Hesione to come back to Troy that he doesn't want. She's still a Trojan princess and she's out there. She's in Greece and let's get her back. So Paris okay. actually had a mission from his father. That's why he goes to Greece. And then he comes around to Sparta because he's already been promised Helen. And we, the move, okay. the idea that Aphrodite is making all of this happen. Aphrodite is doing what she needs to do to make her promise, to make good on her promise that she made to Paris. Helen's not even born yet when Paris is a man. Oh, she's not weird. born yet. There's, and that's the other thing is like, and here's why I say she can't be born yet because the golden apple story is a story that happens when Achilles parents got married. It's their okay. wedding. It's their wedding that the goddess heiress was not invited to. The other Greek gods were at this wedding and they were in disguise, moving around among the mortals. And Eris pops in. She throws that golden apple that says to the fairest. And that's the apple that goes to Paris. So just right there, that tells you that Paris has grown. Achilles isn't even born yet. Oh. Think about that. That's the apple that goes to the goddesses. Go, well, who, you know, we're going to go find the judge. And there's a whole story about why Paris is the judge. So Paris, Orlando Bloom's character, right? He is at least 15 years older than Achilles. 
Oh, because Achilles hasn't oh, been wow. born yet. It's from the it's the marriage feast, and let's just say that they had a child out of wedlock that they weren't married yet. Achilles would still be a baby. Achilles yeah. wasn't a little boy running around at Peleus and Thetis's wedding. That's not that's not even that's, <laughs> that's not even there. Went. So when when I look at things like that, you start to realize, wait a minute, that number one, if it, it doesn't make sense, if we want to make everybody in their twenties, yeah, everybody can't be in their twenties. Some people are middle aged, and some people are young, and some people haven't been born yet. Right. So Achilles because they make a- Paris look younger than Hector or Achilles. He looks right. like right. just a right a kid. Yeah, and Paris pa- Paris is older than Achilles. Oh, yeah. I mean, right? Orlando Bloom doesn't age. No. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you know, I saw Orlando Bloom in a play in London. A few years <gasps> back. Did you really? Yeah. Awesome. And we saw his naked booty. Oh, congratulations. <laughs> I know. It was fun. Like, I know. It was like, that was unexpected. <laughs> Ooh, it was a that really, was nice. it was an intense play. It was in a small little theater in the round kind of situation. But it was interesting to see him. He was very good. He was a great actor. Um, and then we saw him we came out on the side of the theater and. We, you know, got to like shake hands kind of a thing. But anyway, was he wearing we pants then? He was wearing his pants, but you didn't get to see his little, his naked booty. And his character was, he was an atrocious character in the play. I can't, I don't really? even remember the story. I can do remember the naked booty. <laughs> I don't remember all, the story, why but is I remember that, That's all I can remember. I know. I'm sorry, Orlando Bloom, if you ever hear about that. But play was great. I liked it at the time. And your booty's all I remember. Sorry about that. Anyway. <laughs> that booty fine. He's, it's, it was fine. It's some fine booty. I'm I okay. We, I'll I just I won't go on and on about that. But it was good. It was peachy. It was peachy. But but yeah, He's got so that apple bottom. He does. Oh, he did. It was good. I'm so glad they're not. We're not putting the video of this out because I think my eyes just went everywhere right now. <laughs> they did. It was glorious. <laughs> For those of us that saw it, it was great. Uh, and you're, you're blushing good. quite a bit too, uh, which is pretty cute. But he. So, as far as casting, I didn't like that casting. I really like Orlando Bloom, but I didn't like him as Paris because Paris. They always make Paris too young, except yeah. for yeah. Troy Fall of the City. They made him like a man, like a man, man like full on chest yeah. hair and he's like grown he's grown like middle 30s like grown he's grown so um but, but orlando's a good actor but this he's wasn't a great actor he was a great actor and he is a great actor we're not putting the was on him but he is i just didn't like him that was a character i didn't care for the casting yeah. so i don't think that helen was born yet either because um of Aphrodite had to make sure that Helen got created. Okay. He, she had promised the most beautiful woman in the world. Right. So that no. was that. And then, so I, I tied that, I tied that story to Zeus raping Lita and Lita is Helen's mother. Lita is the mother of Clytemnestra, Helen, Castor and Pollux. So you have there's that story where she had four eggs and then they all hatch and all the each kid pops out. Um 
but that doesn't make any sense either because um uh castor and pollux rescue helen from her first kidnapping she was kidnapped by theseus of athens and he took her because he wanted a child of zeus as his wife and um so her brothers castor and pollux go and make war on athens and it makes no sense to me like well she's a little she's a pubescent girl when she gets kidnapped she's about 11 or 12 oh, yeah and it doesn't make any sense that her brothers would be 11 or 12 like riding up like making war on and kicking ass on on all these soldiers in athens and right what, it makes Not zero they're, sense they're like boys right no so the idea that they all came out of, so this is again myths are malleable you could take that myth if you want to and run with it but it doesn't make any sense to me when i tried to piece all the parts of the stories that we know of all the characters that feed into the major trojan war era story that we know right so mm -hmm. castor and pollux have to be older which then yeah. when i looked at that then clytemnestra is going to be next and then helen has to be younger than clytemnestra because clytemnestra marries agamemnon first and then her father makes the deal with helen to be with menelaus and it makes sense when after the kidnapping, the first time her dad is like, okay, Sparta is not going to be safe if, if, if Helen isn't married. And then how do we choose? Yeah. And then you have the whole thing about all the suitors descend on Sparta, but he's not having the suitors descend on a 12 year old girl. No. So that there's time is time has to pass. And for all these things yeah. to transpire, that means that Helen, you know, she's she's younger but um so when paris finally comes around he she's already a married woman with a child when he comes oh. around to sparta so she leaves okay. her she leaves her daughter uh hermione behind with menelaus it's fine she goes off to hogwarts she'll be okay <laughs> right i know so a lot of people i i wonder if i jk rowling has to have named her after that because how many people say Hermione? That's like Not a many. Right? I named my cat I can Hector. think of two. <laughs> right? Oh, what's the other one? Uh, the both of them that you've mentioned here today. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> I was like, oh, there's another one? I didn't know that. Yeah. No, there's Harry Potter and then there's this one. That's it. Yeah. So she, so now this goes back to when you asked me about Helen. So I thought, well, what would make a woman leave, leave a child behind? Like, how miserable would you have to be as a married woman to leave your baby? Yeah. Pretty yeah. miserable, right? I couldn't do it. <laughs> right? I, I don't think I could. But so there's, I, I find that there's a level of selfishness. We might say a narcissistic tendency because we have a word mm -hmm. for it. But I don't think that I don't think that Helen got the kind of love and attention from her parents that she needed. And I make I make a case that her mother, Lita, she's kind of a cold woman and she's cold because she's been raped by Zeus twice. She's fearful. She, her husband doesn't want to have anything to do with her because he knows he's not the father of her kids. So there's sort of like that weird um like I'm married to you, but you freak me out. 
and he doesn't yeah, really want to. He wanna... probably blames her a little bit, even though it and wasn't he blames, her fault. Right. And then the idea of like, if Zeus wants my wife, if I'm fucking my wife, uh, is Zeus going to get mad at me? Like, there, yeah. you could just take that all kind of ways, right? They right. Do if Zeus really... wants her, Zeus is going to take her. Like, right? Exactly. And so he's a little standoffish with um, Helen, and then Lita's standoffish with her because Lita's just Lita's a survivor. She's traumatized. So she's a mother trying to raise kids with this. Uh, you know, she's not in love with Zeus. The the rape, they often, this pisses me off when they show the depiction of Lita being raped by a giant swan and they make it all sexual and, and romantic. Like, dude, if a giant swan attacked me and raped me, I would be traumatized. Like, there is nothing sexy yeah. about that. That is, no. that is, that, right? So that's so scary. Oh my gosh, there's knowledge in my head that I have to share with this and it's so disturbing. Oh gosh, please share. Okay, I don't know if swan penises are like <gasps> duck penises, but duck penises are corkscrewed. <laughs> so if a swan penis is the same way or similar, <laughs> that's horrifying. Yes. Horrifying. Also, I don't know I just, why I have that information in my I, head. It just <laughs> makes it, it's just that adds a whole other level of, oh my God, to that traumatizing yeah. that's oh awful. i know what it is it's the the true facts about ducks have you guys ever seen those on no. youtube true facts no. about the sloths they're Ugh. funny but they give real facts mm. and um <laughs> if you ever mm. get a chance just go on youtube google the true facts and they'll mm. come up about all different animals they're very very funny they're well done but that's what that's what i took away from the duck one is they have oh. corkscrewed penises uh, uh, that's that, <laughs> and that just adds a layer of a giant i don't know i'm gonna have that's to probably horrible. google that now but i th that's so morbid <laughs> i uh, hold on i'm, I'm like crossing up. my arms like oh so so not good yes they do swans also have corkscrew penises <laughs> now we know oh <laughs> <laughs> uh. I, that I I would imagine that whole situation for Lita because I envision these char these characters as humans, and what would it be like to have a an immortal interact with you, where you you can't refuse, yeah, right. So yeah, and they're vengeful. The gods are assholes. They're not nice. They're not. Zeus raped like everybody, right? There's those that meme where if if yeah. you take out Zeus's exploits, uh, like Greek mythology would be down to like a teeny skinny book. Yeah, yeah. Or right? there's the one where it has the Zeus from um, the Disney movie Hercules, and it's like Zeus, don't put your dick in this, and he's like, I'm gonna put my dick in it. Like, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. He did everybody. Zeus. He did everybody, <laughs> and he. Uh, Oh my gosh. What were we... So I envisioned that Helen just didn't get the attention or the nurturing that she needed. And so here comes this older guy because she's younger. I, I on purpose also for my books, I didn't make anybody under 18 
But I think could. mythologically, but she probably could have been. She right? probably was. When I first did the outline, it literally was working out to where like Penelope and uh, Odysseus's wife and Helen, they were all like fifteen or sixteen. I was like, Ugh, I, I'm not. I can't do that. Yeah. So but in that I, time you know. frame, that wasn't rare. Right. That would have been normal. But I was just like, I can't write that in our modern. No. And it's sort of like Game of Thrones too, right? Like, you know, Daenerys was 12 or 13 getting married mm -hmm, off to right. Cal Drogo, who we loved. But that whole first scene when they got married, like he rapes her. Yeah. And she's crying and he rapes her. But in the book, it would have been rape. But then she's 12. Yeah. That would have, that just, you know, that's. I guess it's one thing when it's in a book because when I read it, I, I think I missed that. I didn't catch it. And then it wasn't until I was reading afterwards and I realized, oh, my God, that's that's true. Ew. That makes it's it so gross. gross. It's gross. Yeah. So um, I didn't um, I on purpose made characters a little older because I didn't want that. So I had Helen be I think she's like 19 or 20 somewhere right in there. When Paris comes along, but mind you, Paris is middle 30s. Yeah. So in reality, yeah. she was more like 15 or 16 and he was still middle. Yeah. yeah. Which would have been about what ancient in ancient Greece, that would have been normal. Right. But um, anyways, but she was still young. So what would make a young mother who's the queen? So um, dissatisfied with her life. And that would be the idea of that. Somebody loves me somebody's paying attention to me and mm -hmm. maybe that's maybe that is how i can feel good on the inside just right? like so that's why happening from generation to generation right yes. yes yeah and and i think nowadays in the modern world we have a lot of labels that we identify things like psychologically but yeah. it doesn't mean that because we didn't have a label for something three thousand years ago that traumas didn't affect human beings yes yes so that's how i see helen as as she's probably has narcissistic tendencies just out mm -hmm. of her own need to satisfy her own needs for yeah. love and affection and then that's why she she goes with paris and not only does she go with paris but she takes half the treasury too of sparta because oh that was gosh. her dowry yeah and sparta belonged not to to Menelaus, but Sparta belonged to Tyndareus, her father, and he gives up the throne for Menelaus to rule in Sparta, so that it keeps Helen safe. So she's kind of a prisoner in Sparta as well. And at the wedding feast of Helen to Menelaus, all of the suitors, Patrocles was one of the suitors. He was old enough to be a suitor, and it's also known mythologically that Achilles was not old enough to be a suitor. So. Whoa. Yes, he's that's why he wasn't at the wedding feast. Hmm. He's the only one who's fighting of all those princes, kings, generals who did not take the oath. They call it the oath of Tyndarius. So they all had to go before Tyndarius and promise that whoever Helen chose as her husband, um, if she was ever kidnapped again, that they would again. all back. They would all go back. They would all back her husband, whoever she chose, and they'd all go to war. And that's why everybody went to war. 
because they all took an oath and that Menelaus reminded all of them that y'all took an oath because she did choose him. She chose him at her older sister Clytemnestra's behest because Clytemnestra is married to Agamemnon. And so Clytemnestra and Helen are sisters married to a a pair of brothers. Okay. So her sister kind of talks her into that. So it's like as deep as drama, right? Yeah, there's so much drama. They just glossed over so, so much. much of it. They but did. you couldn't fit it into a movie. You absolutely right? couldn't. Right. No, you needed it to be like full on movie right? parts. <laughs> yeah. Oh, goodness. I feel like this is a topic that we literally could talk about for days on end. Right? Yeah, just as long as like the movies, we say that it could be going on forever. <laughs> exactly. There's so much to go into here. But for the sake of our listeners, we need to wrap this up for now because, you know, if they're on their commute to work, I'm sure they're getting there by now. So, <laughs> yes. Did, what's something like what's your takeaway from the movie, Troy, that you can share with us just to kind of sum it up for us? Okay. So... Um, I think that the movie Troy does a really good job of sharing the mythology. And one of the things about mythology is that it can, it it can represent so many things to different people, whether you have a favorite character or favorite theme or something like that. The movie does satisfy a lot that a lot of, the feelings that we want to have about the Trojan war and the characters. So there's good stuff there and anything that keeps the mythology going. Yes. It's like, it just doesn't, it never ends. So you're, you will always have new interpretations, new readings. um, And the movie, the movie Troy, even though I love to hate it, it's part of the, chunk of films that I like to watch about Greek mythology just because I like all of it. Even if I like some interpretations better than others, right? I just, it's like certain translations of the Iliad or Odyssey I like better than others. Right. But I still like all of them. Does that make sense? Because yes, because it's in that same realm, that same, uh, Mm -hmm. it, it, gives you the feelings of it that you want right. the, the like, taste love, of it like the retellings of all the fairy tales like i yeah. will just eat all of those up like right. especially yes. if it's alice in wonderland oh like, yeah i every single one of them like that's mine i'm reading this did you see <laughs> did i did i see somewhere that they're doing a, a live some remake of alice in wonderland did i see that somewhere um yes Where okay did I see another that? one yeah, oh gosh, yes. they just it, did it's Tim like Burton's. A, it's like a live. It's like a live action. I can't remember. I saw something about it. Yeah, kind of like they did with the Little Mermaid. Uh, they're doing they're doing another one with the Little Mermaid because they did one that wasn't Disney, but Disney's doing okay. a live action Little Mermaid that's mm-hmm. coming out. Okay. Um, with, oh my gosh, I can't remember the name of the actress, but she's absolutely gorgeous. That is going to be playing her. Um, it's a, oh my gosh, what is her name? I'm going to have to Google it yet again. <laughs> this is like the third time in this show. So while you Google that, I will just say that one of the things that I can appreciate a lot about the movie Troy was the costumes and the setting and just oh, giving yes. us the visual yeah. 
of the massive I was looking at pictures because I haven't seen the movie. So I was oh. like, I need to know what I'm looking at and talking yeah. about. So yeah, right. the costuming looked really good. Yeah. The cinematography, the everything was very, um, it was beautifully shot. I thought, yeah. And there's the opening. Is that too. is it available to watch on? Yeah, anything? it's on Netflix. Oh, it's on Netflix. Oh, it's on perfect. Netflix. Awesome. It's on Netflix. So if if y'all haven't seen it, it's on Netflix. If you have Netflix, so Check yeah. give it a go for sure. Yeah. The actress playing Ariel in the um, live action one, her name is Hallie Bailey. Um, beautiful, beautiful actress. Yes. There was a lot of people that were upset. Mm. narrow-minded racist because she mm, is yeah. a beautiful black woman and they were upset mm. that ariel was going to be black but you what? know what yeah exactly it's she's the, gorgeous I, it's the story it's exactly the story. Yeah. it's the story yeah so so we're we're for that <sighs> now uh-huh. janelle what is your podcast if people want to hear even more oh. about greek mythology where can they find your podcast you can find my podcast on pretty much every platform that uh it's out there so it's uh spotify well amazon uh, amazon it's everywhere apple it's everywhere <laughs> it's greek mythology retold so greek you'll mythology know, retold greek mythology retold that's fantastic well thank you so much for joining us janelle this has been so much fun having you here yes uh, we worked around a few technical difficulties but we made it happen <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. I love a, an opportunity to talk Greek mythology anytime. Awesome. Anytime, we'll ladies. We'll get you back and dig in a little. Yeah. Maybe next time we'll go more into the um, the the TV show. The Oh, the yeah. Troy Fall of a City. Yes. Yes. We yeah, need to, need to watch one. that, though. Where can you watch that one? Did you say BBC for that? I'm pretty sure that's Netflix as well. I'm going to oh, look okay. for that one. Mm-hmm. That yeah. was a few years ago. I want to say maybe 2017. So, all right, we'll look for okay. that. Yeah. So I think that uh, Madeline Miller's book, Circe, is, has been optioned for an HBO series. So they're oh, supposed to awesome. do like eight episodes of that. But again, they're just doing that, that, mo- that time when Odysseus is her prisoner, basically, on her island. Okay. And, you know, there's... It's not really the Odyssey, but that's only eight episodes and like of her book that's a retelling. So I I just wish somebody would take the whole damn book, the whole thing, and just, <laughs> just make just like do ten the whole seasons. Damn just do, do the whole damn thing. Do the whole damn thing. Beginning to end. We can do it. Come on. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. All right. Well, this has been an absolute pleasure to have you. And uh, we'll have to have you on again sometime soon. I would, I would love it. Yes. I would love it. All Thank right. you so much, ladies. Appreciate it. Yep. Until next time. <gasps> right. Bye. Bye. Bye.